Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the VRO. Today is Tuesday, January 29th, and it is 9 p.m. Eastern Time. This is your host, Jess, and my co-host tonight is the wonderful Brandon. Hey, Brandon, how are you? Hey, Jess, missed you. I missed you, too. It's been so long, uh, you know, since the last week. <laughs> but I, I haven't talked to you recently. But uh, I'm really excited because the VRO is welcoming back Paul Roger Amos, who plays Bex from Sci-Fi's hit series Boss Girl. And the last time we spoke with Paul, his character Bex was just introduced to viewers. And since then, Bex's popularity and his screen time has grown exponentially, which we are we are just ecstatic about. Um, tonight, we're going to talk to him about. Uh, the role that Bex has played in Lost Girl up until now, as well as some upcoming project that Paul is working on. And we'd like to welcome Paul Roger Amos to the VRO again. Hey, Paul. Hello, good afternoon, evening. Well, how, where is it? What, what time are you? I forget. It's, I've just been it's 9 p.m. here. <laughs> 9 p.m., okay, great. So, good evening. <laughs> we... Good evening. So it, it's just wonderful, and, it, and we were talking off air about how wonderful coincidence it was that we were, we were Brandon and I were just talking about how we would love to have you back on again, and here you are the next week, so that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I guess uh, I, I'm a bit busy at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday. I haven't listened to the show too much, but uh, occasionally I drop in to check out. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, serendipity, yes, indeed. Yes. Yes, it is. So we, uh, of course, you know that our show is by fans for fans. So we did get a couple of um, <clears throat> Twitter questions that Brandon and I would like to ask you for a fan who have submitted them. And okay. um, and then, of course, we have some questions of our own, or we can just have a discussion about the show. Um, so the first question, uh, and I apologize to everybody who submitted questions. I did not get the Twitter names. Um, but you know who you are. Uh, this first question came to us from Twitter, and the person asks, how do, how do you feel about the evolution of your character, Vex, on Lost Girl? Well, it's, uh, that's a good question. Um, how do I feel? But, uh, I feel, at this point in time, positive. Um, I don't know. It's it's very difficult when you... Like, all of these these type of shows always it seems, throws up a character like Vex. Uh, there seems to be someone who, you know, t- tends to be more of the dark variety and, uh, and pops up, makes a kind of an impression or hits a note with a certain amount of fans. Um, then it's continued. Uh, sometimes those characters are killed off really quickly and then sometimes they manage to live on and then once they live on, then they generate a sort of life of their own. Uh, there's other shows where that's happened. So um, it's really good. It's very difficult, though, because he, he's a tough character that you that you don't want to hit too much of him too soon. Um, so you've got to, like, plot out a path that makes sense for, for, first of all, for him to be there, you know, for him to have purpose, um, for him to have a journey, because he sort of turns up as, a, you know, as a killer. You know, uh, of babies, no, no less. Fey babies, though. Um, not that they're any less than human babies. You know, it's, a, it's an equal world. Um, but 
you know, he 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 turns up as a sort of you know classic henchman sort of a villain, and you know with a little bit of a twist. And uh, as we've sort of evolved throughout the the show, it's we've managed to do some fun things with him. It's just been uh, been a bit of a waiting process in terms of you know making sure that you know you're doing the right thing and he's on the right journey that gives that Vex a little bit more life. And then um, hopefully maybe in the future you know we can really. Uh, Really look to to see what his his role is within this you know epic story that you know will be lost still over I know seven eight seasons let's hope <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be great um, kind of like no, he's like that, rich and his heart grew <laughs> I mean that aside it's it's been good he's, he's sort of in an interesting place right now uh, you know his powers. Uh, you know, he's lost his powers, and nobody really knows what reason why. And uh, I'm sure when he goes on his journey, that that will become clear. And then whatever he does after that will, I'm sure, be as a result of you know the, the reason as to why he's lost his powers and who's to blame, and we might take it out on. I don't know. You know, it's it's funny that um, that they they followed through with that whole storyline. Um, Brandon and I were just discussing that I think a week ago or two weeks ago about how we thought it was it was very forward thinking of the the creators and the writers to follow through with the fact that Vex's arm was still broken in the next season and um and and that his his powers were sort of poofed um and how much more plot uh driven Vex has become um he's he's become almost an integral part of the show, um, which in the beginning you weren't sure that that was really going to happen because um, Vex, or I, I believe we spoke about this the first time, that, that you weren't sure if it was going to be a reoccurring character um, and how much more he's been involved in the show. So we really like that. Uh, the fans have, have really had a good response in regards to having more of Vex into the show and the consistency of um, follow through with the plot, so that was really yeah, good. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's got nothing to do with the creative. That's all me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I believe oh, it. It's, <laughs> no, it's actually a, um, it's a beauty of doing the show, and uh, when a you know a great thing when Emily came on board as the showrunner mm-hmm. is that we've had uh, much more collaboration in terms of uh, talking uh, about our characters. Uh, within the story, and uh, where, where where we are, how we feel, where we are, where we think we could go, what are the possibilities, and um, you know they throw a lot of things at us, and uh, it, you know a lot of it is is amazing. You know some of it you just go, oh, I'm not sure, um, and then you give your own little two cents, and everything. I, I would say this probably on a, a lot of people's behalf. I don't know. I'm, I'll speak for myself because I can't speak for everybody, but. Um, that, there's certainly been a collaboration, and that has been good. Um, you know, of course, everybody would want to work every single day and be in every single episode and be a lead, really. I mean, because we're all narcissistic actors who, you know, <laughs> want to be leads in shows, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, there comes a time where you realize you like a character, uh, you want it to live, you want to tell a story through that character, and you want to give that character the. Sometimes you have to sit back and, and not be around sometimes. 
Yeah, the one thing that I loved about Vex, um, seeing as how he still, you know, he didn't have his powers, but he still was that aggressive, in-your-face guy. I, that's what I loved about it. Is he knew he couldn't do anything like he could before, or he was that powerful, but he still in his head was like, oh, I'm still awesome, especially when he put that knife in that guy that was dressed up like a gator and made him pee himself. I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he, it's obviously it doesn't just vanish straight away, but the thing is, he knows that he's, like, even less than a human being, really, because he has nothing, you know, he's he's got nobody, he has nobody, so it, he's even worse than a human being in his eyes, and human beings he saw as, like, the scum of the earth, so, you know, it's a real wake-up call for him, and then to be befriending somebody who is a human being, who is such a survivor, who is so smart, who is so clever, and in some ways is a sort of counterpart uh, in terms of humor and approach and, you know, and survival. And, uh, yeah, and I think, you know, there's there's stuff to be found out there. There's a reason why he has an affinity with, uh, with, with Kenzie, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll find out why eventually. It's not because he's going soft. It's not because, you know, He's effeminate, or you know, because he puts mis- you know mascara on. Like I said, you know, you go and talk to Marilyn Manson, who puts a shitload of mascara on. You know, he may be high. I don't know. He may, he's ever into everything, probably as uh, you know, as his vex. But uh, um, you know, it's, it's something has happened to him, and it's it's unnerved him, and has put him in a in a particular place. And it, it's just going to be interesting to see how he responds to being in that place. You know, it's going to go one of two ways, and it could go both of those ways at any one time. It'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah that I, is going to be great. I, um, I agree. I like the fact that Vex is, is um, he's not any less of a badass um, in, you know, in the show, even though he doesn't have his powers. He's just in a more vulnerable, vulnerable position, and it's interesting to see the way that the character is dealing with, okay, um, at this point I'm just all bark and no bite, and um, I can't I can't wait to see what's going to happen when he does finally get his his um, his powers back. I'm assuming he is, and of course you can't confirm or deny that, but um, I can't imagine that the writers would not eventually uh, bring his powers back. But I do like the fact that he has been a little bit more vulnerable, and as Kenzie says in this last episode, that uh, Vex is losing his powers is probably the best thing that's happened for him, because he he can't really hide behind that now. He has to deal with people, and people themselves, and stay on a different level, um, and it's, he can intimidate them. So it's very interesting character development there. Well, you've also, I mean, the great thing about it, and, um, you know, I've had and it's been amazing. So many people have written to me, and you know, and and have said nice things about you know when are you back, how what's happening, what's happening. Um, the great thing is for the show as well, and you know, your purpose should always be about the success of the show. You know, and all of you working together, and you know, by proxy, you'll all do well. But for the show now, in the back burner, has this possibility of somebody returning that can go either way in any way. Like, if he turns back with his powers, like, nobody knows how he's going to come back. He could be even more evil than he was before. He could be even better. 
so there's a complete game changer thrown into the mix. And, you know, it's who knows? Maybe he doesn't come back. But because um, I'm not allowed to confirm or deny anything. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just there's a game changer possible that's thrown in the mix that everybody knows. And that's a positive thing for the show. And the I agree. I, I think that that's a very um, exciting uh, prospect, uh, especially because they got a taste of that in this last episode towards the end when, um, of course, Bex brings back um, the two under Faye. And there's a second there, more than a second, that we really think that, oh, crap, he's going he's gonna to attack Kenzie. Um, and uh, there was a very realistic possibility because Vex is not 100% evil, nor all of the characters of the Dark Faye. And he's not 100% good. He's kind of a wild card. And I think that really brings some excitement to the show, just as you're saying that it is sort of 50-50 as to how he's going to react when he comes back. It's 50-50 how he reacts currently. Um, yep. So it's, it's, it's an exciting character because you could go either way with it. And what was so, yeah. and what's so great, is, too, is that the fans, either way he goes, are still going to eat him up and love him. That's right. what's so intriguing about him is that even if he goes super evil or super good or just a little bit of both or whatever, fans are going to eat it up because he's just that good of a character. And you're that oh. good of an actor to bring it out of him. Well, that's very, very kind of you. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's interesting because some of the fans, you know, they really like the fact that he's become vulnerable and, you know, he has this relationship with, with, with Kenzie and whatnot. And then, you know, there's a whole other slew of people that just kind of want you to go back to exactly the way you were, you know. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how... I, I not You can never pleasing fans, and you can never please fans, and that's, I guess, what fan service is, and that's never what you should do. But you should make the character do things, but at least keep everyone guessing as to A, why they did it, and then B, once they find out why they did it, there's reasoning behind it that makes you think, if you hated him and he kind of had a reason to do what he did, then you're like, ah, but, you know, he had a reason. Um, yeah. You know, that's going to be the most interesting thing as we all develop, um, you know, to see where, what the reasoning is behind everyone's motives, actions, and the, the way they, they've lived. And there's a backstory that we haven't got into with a bunch of them yet, I'm sure, that will give even more, uh, you know, detail and nuance into what people are doing with their characters. Yeah, I'd love to have a backstory like they did Dyson with Vex. That would be great. Yeah, I, you know, I hope, you know, hopefully we, we've got room to really move into that stuff uh, eventually. Um, if we get, you know, more seasons, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right. We got another fan, uh, question. They're curious if, um, there are any conventions overseas like France or something, would you be willing to go to them? Uh, well, if I, if I was flown to the UK, <laughs> I'd happily go there. <laughs> so I could just pop in and say hi to my mum and my dad. Uh, and hang out with all my friends and get drunk in London. Um, yeah, I'll do that one. And Paris, why not? Or France? Yeah, of course I would. 
I'm hoping that seeing as I'm the European, that if we get any of those, that they'll just ship me over and go, listen, you go and take care of your own kind over there. And, uh, have some fun. Be the ambassador for the international fans. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess um, the problem is with a lot of uh, those conventions and stuff is that they happen generally when we're all filming. It gets uh, like it gets tricky for a lot of people, particularly if you're filming a lot girl and you know the schedule the schedule they don't work around conventions, so um, it becomes very difficult. Uh, for a lot of people to attend during the summer, which is when a lot of them are. Yeah. It seems like it yeah, would be more beneficial for them to schedule it right before the season starts or right after the season ends. Um, but, again, that it all depends on the the, uh, the actor's schedules and on what projects they're working on next. Um, actually, speaking of which, uh, I do have another fan question. Uh, somebody here posts, this is what she said exactly, what new project besides Sex After Kids, which was amazing, is what she says, can we look mm-hmm. forward to seeing you in? Uh, not too much, really. Uh, last year, I kind of focused a lot on voiceover, um, just because, I, there's something I want to get into, so um, I was working a lot on that. Obviously, I worked on Lost Girl. Obviously, I worked on Sex After Kids. Then I went away for quite a while. I went away for nearly two months uh, prior to Christmas, and then I only got back around about Christmas, and then January started. So it's the business doesn't really, if you if you know how it works, I mean, it doesn't really start up again until January. So now I'm meeting for projects for this year. Um, some of which are really exciting, um, and some of which, you know, happen at the same time during law school, and you get all those kind of conflicted things. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just meeting uh, for projects at the moment, uh, which is what how it works. Um, and then you've always got this looming thing that, you know, if we, we we were to get a season four when it starts, then, you know, I'd probably, maybe, hopefully, be tied into that in some kind of way. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of a it's a really cool time right now because a lot is possible. It's just trying to decide where to go now. Um, okay. I, that's how it works, um, and that's where I've been. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that actually, yeah, that actually ties in with our next question from a fan asking if appearing on Lost Girl has opened any other acting doors for you. Well. I don't know whether it does just yet because we're kind of all involved in the show still. And if you kind of, I mean, if you look at a progression of like people's careers, you do a lot of work very, you know, to try and get all that experience. Then you start getting a recurring, then you get a lead, and then you see that your credits just kind of stop the project for like three or four years. So you might not do much in between. You know what I mean? So... It's it's kind of the way it works. I mean, at the moment, I'm like, you know, do I try and go now for a regular and a lead in a different series, or do you, like, hopefully, you know, keep working on Lost Girl and make more of that character within that? Or, you know, what what are the possibilities? Do you want to go more into film and then, you know, stay away a bit more from TV and progress into that? So you have all these choices as, a, as an actor, and 
some of the choices you make are good ones and some of them are bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was working on uh, voiceover last year because it's just a it's just a fun thing to do and a, it's, it's a great way to work and earn money. So, yeah. Very good. I well, actually, um, we won't keep you too much longer. We realize that you're very busy, but I think Brandon has a question of his own that he's been inter- interested in asking you uh, for quite some time. Yeah. Okay. Ever since, ever since season two, episode twenty-one, <laughs> when Peck made made the Morgan do the MC Hammer dance in her underwear, <laughs> have you <laughs> ever personally sat there and thought? If you had Vex's power or his, his uh, Mesmer power, who would you manipulate and what would you have him do? Ooh, who would I manipulate and what would I have him do? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, probably Jay Firestone manipulate in, into writing my contract for the next season of Lost Girl. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, possibly, or yeah, that would be good. Or walking into auditions and you know, mesmering people just to write the contract out in front of you. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Other than that, um, Santa Claus to give me more presents. Uh, I'm not sure. Because uh, then, then we get into really sick things if we really want to go to those. Oh well, yeah, we'll, we'll stay away from that, but. Um, it's fun to think about it, but um, yeah. admit, I have one last—I have one last question for you before we let you go. <clears throat> Excuse me. You mentioned earlier on in the interview that you had a little bit more co- uh, collaboration uh, with the writers and, and the creators about the, the character of Vex. How much input do you have in regards to one of my favorite parts of, of Vex? Is his costumes? They just cracked me up. Do you do you guys have like discussions as to okay, well, what should we put Vex in, or is it pretty much no that you, you show up and they hand you this hanger and you look at it like okay? No, the, the way Lasko works, which is great, is that uh, you're coming for like a consultation, and uh, and then you'll we'll we'll talk about it. Um, so they might have maybe about six different options of what they're thinking, which is usually in line with, you know, what I'm thinking because, you know, you pro- you progress with the character and they kind of know where you're coming from after a while. And then you have those six options and then you sort of, you go, well, that doesn't work because that is too much this, that's not enough of that. And then, you know, like, for instance, with the cop one in, uh, in Caged Bay, I mean, when I first went down the script, I thought it might have been a bit too much. I wasn't sure. It was like straight off the bat, season three, are we really going to go here? So, <laughs> I was, I was seriously, I was seriously just thinking about that when you said that. I was like, I wonder if he had any <laughs> say so in that outfit. Yeah, but but then I was like, you know, at the end of uh, season two in the finale, I was, you know. My character's so, you know, so messing with Dyson's head all the time, and we had so many fun little moments of trying to, of trying to plan little kind of really subtle nuances where Vex was just trying to get into his head. Because I mean, this is Dyson, and I think there's a history there between the two of them. They've known each other for a long time, 
And, you know, he knows how sort of dour sometimes he is and serious and, you know, he's the wolf. And I think he kind of finds that funny because it's the complete opposite of who he is, um, at least, you know, at, at that point. So when when they showed me the options and, it, you know, I saw the shorts and I was like, all right, we're definitely, we may as well, if we're going to do it, we may as well, like, go all out. So let's let's get as much as we can that really, like, pushes this to, like, rainbow heaven. And, uh, and I, I think, I think we got there. It was, it was fun. And when I put it on, it was just, you know, the, the, the big part of it is, and I don't think anyone realizes, but, uh, it's actually, it's not necessarily the costume even, it's the fact that you have to knit. Now, I don't know if anybody, I'm sure all the women know, I don't know if you, do you know this, Brandon? Do you know what it's to name? The name? To name? Do you know what name is? No. No. You don't know this? It's basically like putting chemicals all over your body to get rid of everything. Oh, nair. Yes. Oh, nair. Yes, 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 yes. Nair. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. You can get some serious burns. (laughs) I thought you were You're telling me. So, (laughs) actually, that is a massive part of it. Like, if you go that part of it, that's what makes sense. Like, it doesn't do anything by half measures. This guy is buying that chemical, and he's putting it all over him, and he's going to be smooth as silk. Mm. And uh, if you watch it back again, you'll realize that, you know, my legs look pretty smooth in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> I well, was just actually, thinking about doing that, too. <laughs> I was yeah. just thinking, I'm going to go back and watch and see how smooth he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have to say, though, Paul, you, you kind of got, although you can get some pretty nasty burns from there, you got off a little lucky because you didn't have to get waxed because that is very painful. Yeah, I would I would do that. Um, no. I think people are, I, I think people think I'm a bit mental in, in using there, but uh, I figured like, well, Vex, that's what he would do. He's, he's yeah. not. He's a, he's a smooth guy. That's the way. He, that's the way he rolls. In two oh six, that's the way he rolls, and in. In 301, that's the way he rolls. And who knows what he rolls in the future, but uh, who knows what type of makeup he puts on in costumes. Right. Many more well, to, I'm I, sure. I thank you, though, because I don't think that that costume would have worked had you not been as smooth as you were. I think it would have been a little almost obscene um, and a little what? over the top. I mean, although Vex is kind of over the top, anyway, but I think it would have been more distracting than complimentary to the character. So I think your choice in there was a good one. I mean, yeah. come on now. This, but, he, but he was, in season two, he was in booty shorts just handcuffed to a wall. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was my first Nair experience prior to that one. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, I felt like you know, unless you like you go that far, you get into kind of dirty sleep. You know, you don't. I don't know. It's just not. I wouldn't be able to uh, psychologically be in the same place as the character. Um, just because you know what they could do. Right. Yeah. So it worked, I think. Um, I think I think it was a, a wonderful choice and and uh, good good idea for for the character to do that. Um, Paul, we realize that we've kept you for quite some time, and we appreciate that you have taken the time to speak to us again. 
we would love to have you back at a later date. Um, but in the meantime, your fans love the character of Vex, and uh, we can't we can't wait to see more of him. Um, and uh, we wish him Godspeed. Can't wait to see what happens in Vegas. But um, yeah. <laughs> in, in the meantime, saying <laughs> yes. So uh, in any case, thank you so much for joining us, and um, we will see what what is in store for your character in the future. Yeah, and uh, you know, just thanks to everyone for the for the kind words. Keep watching. Uh, season three is uh, is great, right across the board. We're all really happy with it, and uh, you know, fingers crossed for a really uh, massive season four, so we can really take everybody on a cool journey. Sounds great. Yeah. All right. Well, that, lovely talking to you, Brandon, Jess, uh, Amy. Sorry, and uh, you, uh, you lady, and uh, you gentlemen, uh, have a lovely evening. You as well. Thank, Thank you, you sir. Paul. <coughs> Okay, take care. Bye-bye. You too. I just love him. I do. He's so awesome. It's kind of hard for me not to fangirl. I know Brandon was fanboying, but... um, Brandon was so fanboying before we went live. (laughs) But um, That only happened one time before, one time before it worked. <laughs> but um, we did we did a great interview. I hope that everybody's questions were answered. And um, I really loved this last episode. I'm so glad. Amy said to Paul before we went live that we were so glad that we waited until this last episode to uh, have him on because uh, he was such a central part of this episode. And um, it was just fantastic to be able to, to discuss currently. Um, Brandon wasn't here for the first time where we had to keep our mouths closed for the first season um, of Lost Girl because it was not airing in the U.S. yet. And we were so excited about talking to Vex because we had already seen him. Um, but we couldn't give away anything. At least now we could have talk- we talked about things that had happened less than a week ago. So it was fantastic. Yeah, that was the same. Yeah, that was the same problem we had with Rick the last time we talked to him. We had so many questions, and now it's like awesome to hear someone just go, "Yeah, here you go." (laughs) We have 14 minutes left. So, do you guys want to discuss a little bit of um, last night's episode? Sure. Sure. How awesome was it? Oh man, you know what? Wait a minute, though. Wait, guess what? What? I forgot to do my freaking Dyson voice for him. God. <laughs> you should do voice for me. I don't think I heard it. Oh well, yes, I can't do it tonight. Oh, that's right. I can't do it tonight though because my throat hurts. Damn it! <laughs> but I will so do it for you next week. Okay, fair enough. I'm gonna hold you to that. How uh, amazing was it to have Dyson dance on the bed shirtless to "Hungry Like a Wolf." <laughs> you know what I thought? I should have asked I should have asked Paul this question. But um you know how everybody got infected and then they all started acting like teenagers? And it's so funny. I, I know they did this on purpose, but it's so funny that Vex's personality did not change at all. No, like, it did. 
It didn't. Like, he was, that's really his personality. He's like a little teenager. It's kind of like instant gratification all the time. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of like Beavis and Butthead all the time. <laughs> yes. And by the way, Chris Holden, uh, uh, Chris's um, moves were pretty impressive. I was really impressed by his, his gyrating skills. <laughs> He's pretty flexible. So, okay, Bo and Tanzan wrote down their deepest, darkest secrets in poetry. Now, we obviously know that Bo's probably wrote down about her feeding off of that dark fae and then putting him in a coma. And, okay, did they swallow each other's? Like, did they, like, okay, you swallow mine and I'll swallow yours? Yeah. So, basically, Tanzan's going to shit Bo's secret out, and then she's going to know the truth. (laughs) No, I think it'll be a little bit more digested by that time, Amy. (laughs) Hey, she's a fae. You don't necessarily know that. Yeah, they're fae. That's true. That's true. But I thought it was interesting we found out what Tanzan is, um, which is a Valkyrie. Um, Do you guys know what a Valkyrie is? Yes, I do. All right, Brandon, you well, want to let us know what to the ones that don't, Brandon. Yes. Okay, Valkyries are, uh, they're uh, Viking mythology, and I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm saying that wrong. It's Norse, Norse, Norse mythology. Correct. And um, they are uh, like, they're like battle, they're like battle gods. If you are worthy enough um, for their honor, they take you in the, uh, on the battlefield. So yeah. if you have if to be you in are battle, fighting though. and you're and you're in battle and they are impressed with you, they'll take you, which basically means you die, and they take you to Valhalla. Valhalla, yes, which is um, which is which like is the, North the warriors' heaven. heaven. Um, yeah, it, that's true. Uh, they are warri- They are warriors themselves. They are the warriors of Odin, who, who is like God. Um, he is the. They call him the the um, the All Father. So in yeah. North, Norse mythology, he he's uh, and, the All Father, and they are the protectors of Odin. But they also, their job, like Brandon said, is to take warriors who are deemed worthy when they die in in battle. If they have proven themselves worthy, they will take them to Valhalla. If they don't die, like Vikings, if they are not, if they don't die in battle. They go to a different type of heaven. It's not Valhalla, but it is a different type of heaven. Um, so I thought that was really cool because I was like, yes, something I can talk about because I have to deal with all this during Renfair. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like I like the fact that they made her um, uh, a Valkyrie, and um, she kind of. I can't wait it, to too. see what I can't wait to see what she looks like when she stays uh, out. I can't wait to see that. Like, you know, like, um, Bo's eyes turn blue and, mm-hmm. you know, when she's feeding and stuff and Dyson turns into a wolf and, you know, well, she's a Valkyrie, so Do you know, I can't um, wait to see, I can't wait to see, like, you know, which is kind of, it's kind of crazy that she is because I don't, I don't recall in the North, North, Norse mythology, uh, like, them saying anything about women you know what I'm saying? That's usually like men warriors. They've never really. I've never read anything 
where like a woman warrior could be grabbed by a Valkyrie, which is kind of cool because she's a woman and she's a Valkyrie, which is, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, there's a there's a reason for that. Although the Vikings and stuff, we're getting a little off topic, but do you know what a do you know what a Valkyrie looks like? Yeah, pansy. It looks uh, it looks <laughs> what? Yeah, pansy. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they, look, they like, look like they like gargoyles, kind of. Um. Yes and no. Uh, it depends on what mythology, but they actually. They're they're depicted in Norse mythology as very beautiful. Um, to oh, so like the, angels. Oh yeah, they're kind of like the angels of of the Norse mythology. They kind of uh, they have battle armor on, so they kind of look like Xena, warrior princess. You know that kind of look. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. And they have the they have the hats with the wings on them. I know you've seen them before, kind of like the Mercury hat where they have the wings. Oh, yeah, 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 but I didn't know those were Valkyrie. They're I thought helmets, Valkyrie but... were more, yeah, I thought they were, I see, I've always seen them as, uh, like, kind of like like gargoyle wings, muscular, you know what I mean? Like on uh, um, Max Payne, you know how those Valkyrie looked? I've always seen them like that. Yeah, I mean they can be depicted both ways, but it, most often they're depicted as that with the winged the winged helmet. Um, right. But uh, you mentioned about the women um, and Norse mythology. There actually were women in battle. So any Viking warrior that proved themselves on the battlefield would be carried to Valhalla. And actually, the Vikings were very forward thinking in which women, they were one of the first um, cultures in which women could hold land. They could um, divorce their husbands. They they had the power to speak at meetings. They, their, opinion, their opinion was taken um, very highly. Um, they had the keys to the pantry. You know, basically, like, they had the keys to the food. So it was... That's- very that's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting that you say that, like they were like confident and everything like that, which is kind of like how Tamsin's personality is. She's right, kind of exactly. straightforward, strong-willed, just like you know. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, they didn't like, take uh, any crap. Cool. They really yeah. didn't take any crap, and they didn't have to. They were respected as, you know, full members of their their culture. So um, right. that's why I think that they did a really good job with her because she's not very um, – she's not timid. Um, and she has a very strong personality, and she doesn't – she's not like a shrinking flower. She can hold her own against Dyson and against Bo, who was a very – obviously a very um, strong character. Yes. I'd like and that's kind of cool that you get into it. Yeah, it's kind of cool though that how we went from like because you know how they said they were uh, their um, sworn enemies, like their kind, and it's kind of cool that we brought up the fact that they're kind of like angels and those kind of like a demon. So it's kind of like that would be a natural sworn enemy. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but so it's, it's also kinda... interesting. I, I agree with you. It's also interesting that before she revealed what she was, that she said to um, to Bo that 
I'm not really supposed to like you because sometimes when I like people, I have to t- I have to make them go away. And then you find out she's a, a Valkyrie, and you put that all together, and you realize, okay, if she does like you and you die in battle, she's going to you're take going you to heaven. Like you're going yeah. away. <laughs> so that was very telling. It was a nice, subtle way. Yeah. And um, yeah, that that was. I like this episode because it kind of reminded me of the one when they switched bodies because it had everybody acting goofy. You know what I mean? It was. This yeah. one kind of reminded me of that one, and that was one thing that I was I really wanted to talk to Paul about is if like who could he see if that ever happened again? If Vex was in the room, who would he would see? Like you know what I mean? Switching bodies with who? who what right. character would he like to play? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting thing. Amy, you mentioned um, Dyson dancing on the bed, which was fantastic. What was one of your favorite, obviously besides the eye candy, what was your favorite part of the episode, this past episode? When when Dyson brings up the fact that, I don't remember, I think he was talking to Tamsin, and he was talking about that he when they were switched bodies. And he was like, I played Kinsey very well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. Um, <laughs> and I really don't remember anything else besides <laughs> Dyson dancing on the bed. Mm-hmm. And I did like Lauren a little more in that episode. That was what I was fixing to say. It was kind of funny how... Lauren loosened up a little bit, like when yeah. she, she was kind of like she was kind of like the mom of all of the little teenagers. The way she kind of acted, that was kind of cool. I liked when she came out of the room and she was like, "Okay, it's taken care of." Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, but it's taken care of. <laughs> yeah, but then the episode that I seen Sunday night, which I can't talk about because Brandon hasn't seen it, I can't even hint about it. Um, I'm back to hating Lauren again. Oh, I don't hate Lauren in this next episode, but anyway, we can't talk about it because Brian, Brandon hasn't seen it. But Who's Brian? How huh? about... Yeah, you can't talk about it either because America hasn't seen it. <laughs> right, right. But um, anyway, Sorry, America. The, the, the showdown between Lauren and Kenzie in this episode, this last episode, was awesome. Yeah. Which episode are you talking about? Sunday the one or that you saw. The, one the one that you saw? Where they're oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. I think they kind of came to an understanding at this point that you know, look, I'm not because you know, Warren mentions that she was in Afghanistan and Kenzie's like, oh, well, how come you never said? And she's like, well, you never really asked. You know, yeah. like they're, you're starting to find out that there's more to Lauren and the fact that. She when when the underfay came in the the pigs, um, and she told Kenzie to grab a weapon. She didn't hesitate. She picked up that candelabra and she started fighting, which I didn't expect from Lauren. You know, um, it was interesting just to see I like that the, she would do that. Yeah, I like the fact that Kenzie had powers for a little bit. That was my favorite part. Seeing her she flying around badass. like some Christ, yeah, like some Christ. Crouching dragon, hidden tiger, whatever crap that shit was. 
<laughs> but she was freaking getting it. I was like, wow. Now, if you guys had the opportunity, would you would you've been the the warrior for the the um the tree and whatever they're called, fairies and the nymphs and all that, or would you decline it like Kinsey did? Um, if it didn't require me to ha- to lose the use of my right hand, yeah, probably. Like if I could put the stick down but still have the power, no yeah. problem. Hmm. But it kind of makes it hard to wipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, well, you got pixies that can do it for you. Um, <laughs> I didn't think about that. We have we have sixty seconds, so we want to thank. Oh, yes, on that note, we want to thank you all for joining us tonight. Thank you for listening to us in archives, and we will be back next Tuesday at. 8.30. We're going to switch time. We're going to be on at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time now. So make sure you join us. Until then, good night. Good night. Good night. Yeah.